KBGA Studios, it's Jackson Wagner and Taylor Featherman. West Coast Bars. And I don't, I don't, like, I don't care about it. And I thought it was such a cool thing. And now I'm like, who cares? This doesn't matter. Exactly what I say. I say, whatever. I'm Jackson. I don't care. Let me live that fantasy. Just another manic Monday. Wow. Welcome in. Wow. The West Coast Bias Show. I feel attacked. Just another Monday. Oh <laughs> man, I was wondering what you had up your sleeve before the show started, just sitting there. Oh, oh, you you haven't heard? I don't think. Ooh, the, we're going the, again. The Monday intro. I don't. I don't know. I don't think you've heard that. Have you heard the Monday intro in November yet? I, I don't think so. I knew you had I was to have just something. Being honest, I don't think you heard it. I knew yet. you had to have something. <sighs> Those just, were your words that I repeated. By the not, way, not not the first two clips. The first two clips. No. That's true. The first two were just you being a hater. Talked about how you just don't really care anymore. I just don't care. I what don't, did I say? I, I, did, I didn't care because it was about the college football playoff. I said it, the, the, it doesn't matter right now because these teams aren't going to be there in three weeks. And I was right. So, ha. That's yeah, all I got to say. Matter, you know. I mean, two of the top three, two of the top four teams, when I said the college football playoff rankings don't matter. Do you want me to? I think I was right. Do you want to you hear, can, hear that back? Do you want me to just continue well, do wanna, saying do you things hear like back I don't care and audio? that doesn't matter to me? I can play it back. Just so no, you know I know exactly. I know exactly I what I, I said. Like I don't care about. It. And I thought it was such a cool thing. And now I'm like, who cares? This doesn't matter. Exactly what I say. I say whatever. I'm Jackson. I don't care. Now, okay. So that last so now, one was yours. That well, you're you're t- I, you're using my words you out of context it? there. I don't know. The first two were about. I said I used to like it. But now I don't care because as a kid, I thought the college football playoff ranking was great. And now I'm realizing, wow, Georgia and Notre Dame probably aren't going to be there after they catch these L's this weekend. And both of them caught L's this weekend. So, hey, that's all I'm going to say, man. Look at me having fun with the intro and whatnot. Wow. I suppose I should Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner, (laughs) West Coast Bias Show. Oh, yeah, that is what this is. KBGA 89.9. Or the sports guys, is the guy in front of us at Breakfast and Eggs guy. Sports guys. That's what I'm going to call him. Breakfast or Bacon and Eggs guy. Wait, did he have Bacon and Eggs in here? No, I just think that's, oh, I I think that's, that's his not show's allowed. name. All right. I wish that was allowed. That would improve our show about threefold. Man, we could just eat Bacon and Eggs and not pay attention to the show. Just keep playing clips of you talking about how much you hate stuff. Hey, I hate a lot of things. Just kidding. I dislike a lot of things. There you go. I was thinking about that over the weekend because we kind of talked about that a little bit on Friday. Yeah. I feel like hate, the word hate just nowadays is different than what it was back in like when our parents were growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so. Because like when I say like, ah, I, you know, I hate Carlos Boozer. I don't know Carlos Boozer. I don't like actually have hatred towards Carlos Boozer. Yeah. I just very much dislike who he is as an athlete. You know yeah. what I mean? There's no actual like stain there. It's just, and I think that's fair. I think athletes especially – also, I mean, I agree that hate doesn't mean quite as much what it maybe used to. And athletes are more personable than they used to be, I think, as well. True. I mean, everyone's kind of in their own little social media bubble. I mean, you have to brand yourself a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, Jackson, how was your weekend? 
was good. Good weekend. Just full of full of good sports like always. Football game Saturday, volleyball. Followed that right up. Your company on man. Saturday night. So uh you know, working working there and then wrote a couple stories for Grizz football. Oh, I thought you meant like yesterday. Like on fiction Sunday. or something. Oh yeah. Just no, I, t- I, t- I took a short story class once upon a time on this campus, but uh, my sh- my stories are all done. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, pretty pretty good weekend. Parents were in town, stayed over Saturday night. So after volleyball went out, saw them, got some breakfast with them in the morning on Sunday. Went to the mall and whatnot. Your normal normal things. So it was a, it was a good weekend for me. Did you? It was great. Well, it was a it was a iffy morning. So coming here. I have a remote car starter. This is the first time Ooh. in the winter that I've had one. I, Ooh, I got a new nice. car. And is so it another I, van? No. Oh. My mom's old car. Pont- Pontiac Torrent. Great car. Uh, but I started it, and then I just thought, okay, I'm good. I'm going to let it sit there for a little while, and then the windshield will be defrosted. And then I went out, and the windshield was still covered in frost. And I realized that you still have to go. You you have to leave all of the settings yeah, you on have to high. Leave, yeah, exactly. Which I, I didn't do, so there was no heat going. So I had to scrape off my window. So I started a little late, and then parking could not find a parking spot. But oh, hey, that's just campus. Yeah, that's, that's, just campus. that's just campus. I got put into a. There's a car backing out from a driveway to the left of me. A car coming at me, and a car right behind me. And I saw that I'd been looking for a parking spot for about probably not quite ten minutes, but for a long time thinking I'm going to be late for the show and there's a pa- there's a parallel park spot and I was like I got to take it I got to take it. this is pressure there's cars everywhere there's people watching there's an audience but... so did you pull forward to parallel and that guy swung in there nope just because oh, that happens and that's the worst yeah that that does suck no it was there's no way you're pulling forward into this spot and first try right back in oh adjusted it forward boom hopped out of the car and then the person who pulled out of the driveway found a spot and tried to parallel park also and failed and i thought it was great because they clearly saw you know parallel parking is a skill and it's one of the few very few things in this world that i'm good at but for some reason well hey i mean so that was a it was a it was a rough start and i was frustrated but then i did that and i was like i don't even care if i'm two minutes late for the show because boom just parallel parked three people just saw me parallel your whole whole week is made i there's some like toyota commercial where this guy is like going to his girlfriend's house on like Christmas for like the first time. Never met like the family. Yeah. And they're all, the whole family for some reason is like standing on the porch and he Ooh. parallel parks right in front of the house and gets out. And the dad's like, my man. And like <laughs> it made like That's the great. whole relationship. Oh, yeah. So maybe you go to girlfriend Taylor's house and just find a parallel park spot. Oh, I'll just Honk, st- lay on the horn a few times. Make <laughs> hey, sure you got some eyes on come you. Watch. <laughs> hey, it's me, Jackson. <laughs> Look at me. I was nervous though. I haven't parallel parked much in this in this car. It's bigger. Doesn't have quite as good of a turn radius as my old car. So I I was afraid, but pulled it off. Hmm. Anyway, how was your how was your weekend? <laughs> well, I didn't do any parallel parking. Oof, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, I uh, I was supposed to go to Butte and like meet my roommates to go hunting, but instead, I canceled those plans. Made a super couch and just and watched just watched football. Nice. Is there any better feeling really than like canceling plans? Honestly, that's kind of the best yeah. thing, right? Yeah, it really is. Like if you're like just knowing they're like, ah, I gotta go, you know, meet my buddies or whatever. And then you're just like, or how about I could just sit here on this couch, yeah, and watch this football game. Yeah, it's really a good feeling. Well, and Saturday's football was great. So many good games. On it was Saturday. awesome. Wow. It was absolutely incredible. So well, many good I games. ended up going to the Grizz game. I wasn't planning on it, oh. but because I wasn't going to be in town, so my family got rid of our tickets because my 
other brother wasn't going to be in town, and my you know my dad don't like the cold. He, yeah, you know, oof, oof. not a cold guy. He's got to have the hey, it's fair. the foot warmers, and his you know if his if his toes get cold, it's all over. Yep. But uh, yeah. so we gave away the tickets for the week, and so I was like, all right, well, I already gave away the tickets, so I'm just going to sit at home, watch that game, maybe bounce around, see what's going on with Auburn, Auburn, Georgia. And then yeah. my buddy called, and he's like, hey, I got an extra box seat. you want to come up? And I was like, yes, I do. Absolutely. I will oh, be yeah. there. In a box. Never, never yeah. really hung out in a whole game for one of those, in one of those places. It's not the worst. There's like TVs in the corner with different sports on. Wow. So, so when the Grizz are just to. absolutely destroying, yeah. <laughs> you can be like, oh, hey, by the way, look at that, Auburn. Auburn's beating Georgia. That's fun. Yeah. Nice. I would say that was enjoyable. And then that, you know, that kind of carried the Saturday. Got home, Mississippi State, Alabama, great football game. Yeah, the Miami Notre Dame game wasn't quite Woo! all we thought it would be. There it was, was a a, quite was a quite a game. blowout. It was a great game. You know, I got to watch Baker Mayfield tear up them boys at TCU. Yeah, that was a enjoyed that a little unexpected as well. What a, there's a lot. There's a lot of good football this weekend. Went to bed, woke up to a hot cup of coffee, and my dude Scott Hansen. Red Zone. I love Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen is I, one of the best at what he does. I just, you know. He sits in a, in a desk for seven hours and just boom, 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 and he boom. just down to Miami, and then right, you know, like yep. he just He's keeps on top just of it. ripping you around the league. He's and got so much energy. He does, and it's, it's kind what, of incredible. How many how many cups of coffee slash maybe other things that he, guy? Has I don't know in the if morning. he can. I mean, because you know, yeah, I mean, I, we do we do there, a two no, hour show, no and bathroom I, breaks. We, yeah, right, exactly. We do a two hour <laughs> show, and I try to cram as much caffeine as I can. Prior to this and during this show, I bring a thermos. You do. That's true. Sometimes you can't get it open, as the Twitter Twitter shows. It's about a thirty three percent chance. Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm two for three on getting it open. Yeah, that's fair. And you never know with today. I'm a little worried. <laughs> I screwed it on tight. But uh, after the show, I always have to use the restroom fairly recent or like fairly soon yeah. until the show ends. So I don't know. Seven hours. He must have maybe an apparatus under the desk. Who knows. Do we have. ever see him? I don't know if I've ever seen him. Is he? Does he like sit at a desk and every once in a while when yeah, there's no it's football just, going it's like on, a little, they like, like white, pan back to him? It's like a white and desk, and he's it's like looks like bar height kind of. Really? And he's got like a little computer in front of him. Wow. And he'll come in and be like, wow, we got a little break in the action here, so we'll take a minute and look at the leaderboards. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, he just keeps it rolling. Even, yeah. though, even though there's a break in the action, you instantly get updated on the standings in the league. It's great. It's yeah. absolutely great. Um, so, yeah, I think that... I think that was my weekend. Once again, my weekend is watching football. That's a good hey. That's like five straight at this point. Well, I guess one was San Diego. Never mind. I broke the record. You did. You did. That's fair. Shouts out. Shouts out to you. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh let's push headlines back a segment. I think we'll, yeah. we'll try this today. Just because that's you know, like an hour of straight talk. Potentially, and I, my, we'll my stool is not in get. here, so I'm standing. Ooh, yeah, we can't have Jackson stand. Otherwise, you know, he'll start start popping off about how much he how much he and hates I stool. I and like I don't care about. And I thought it was such a cool thing, and now I'm like, who cares? This doesn't matter. Who so cares I about say, that stool? I say, whatever. I'm Jackson. I don't care about that stool. Ooh, and I don't. I don't like. Ooh, I don't. I don't mean oh, for this to keep happening. Wow, it kept circling. You uh, you're really crushing. I'm new it to the there. SoundCloud. I don't. I've yeah. never used that. But hey, our our podcasts are on SoundCloud now. So hey, if you don't have an iPhone like Sir Wagner, you know you can still hey. bump the show. True. Just saying. True. Just saying for all the folks at home. You can still. I think you can still get iTunes on my phone. You just have to Google it. Hmm. Well, iTunes and SoundCloud. That's on where both. you can find the West Coast Bias podcast. Nice. So, 
Well, shouts out to you guys. All right, so Grizz football in action yes. this weekend. Big win. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it big was one, in the on Friday. I think point differential. Our our entire Grizz uh, Grizz preview of this weekend's game was, oh yeah, and the Grizz play this weekend. And then I said, yeah, Northern Colorado is really bad at football. And, and you know, I don't know what we nailed it. We we crushed it. We Northern Colorado was very bad. The Grizzlies were very good. Forty-four to fourteen win. Whew. And it, I mean. It was over long before that. It was 37-7 to at halftime. The Grizz came out. First drive of the second half score, another touchdown. Gresh Jensen on a, on a long touchdown pass. Boom, done. They yep. played uh, played basically a half, the starters did. The only touchdown, well, Northern Colorado did. They got uh, two big plays early. They had like a 56-yard run and then a 26-yard pass for a I think it might have been a 60. They went like 90 yards, essentially. Well, 85 yards in three plays, the drive report says. So they had that quick drive to score early on in the game. But then the only other score they got was on a on an interception in the fourth quarter. Caleb Hill, who should be noted, Caleb Hill did not look good. No, no. I think we we don't appreciate Gresh Jensen enough as we the backup don't. for when Reese Phillips went down, how the offense just kept clicking. And I think you saw when Caleb Hill came in what this offense could look like right. if it was another backup. This was a guy who was also involved in the QB battle. He he was the first kind of to be eliminated from it. But yeah, wow. I mean, it was it was ugly. The Grizz did, and I, it was a different game plan. And they brought in the backup O line as well. So right, obviously right. tough to judge too much. But he <clears throat> made some some bad throws. Very it, uh, bad throws. It, it's a very difficult thing to come into a game. Kind of, even though I'm sure there was a, kind of a looming thought in Caleb Hill's mind that this might get out of hand and I may come into this football game, but yeah. like the way that Gresh Jensen, I mean, and people don't talk about this, the way that he was able to, I mean, because it, it didn't look like Gresh, you know, it looked like, especially the way Reese Phillips was playing, that he would be the starter for the entire season. Oh yeah, pending injury, of course. Yeah, and of course the unforthinkable happened, and Gresh Jensen stepped in, but. The way in which he stepped in as a redshirt freshman right into the offense looked very comfortable. That's tough. I mean, Caleb Hill coming in in a game where he might have expected that he might play looked very uncomfortable. Yeah. So, I mean, people don't really talk about how Gresh just kind of took the reins. But, I mean, this weekend, 17-25, to 228 yards, three touchdowns. And like you said, that's pretty much just his half stats. Yeah, ran for a score as well. Yep. It was uh I mean he just looked so comfortable out there. And especially he had he had maybe my favorite quote of the season after. I'll read it here in a sec. But he a couple different times he was running the football and seeking out the contact. He, say, he, he runs- had three rushes for thirty yards and a touchdown. And he did not shy away from contact, especially no, he runs right at him. Coming <laughs> he's missed he missed a lot in the Northern Arizona game with the concussion and missed most of the Weaver State game with the concussion. And somebody in the press conference after asked and said, "You know what? A, you know what do you think about sliding? Kind of, and what <laughs> your your things there." And his quote was, "Quote: I probably need to get down a little more. I'm going to give Coach Stitt a heart attack." And then he looks at Coach Stitt, and he, they they both kind of laugh, and Stitt shakes his head. And then he said, "I probably need to protect myself a little better, but once you get out in the open field, you kind of feel like Barry Sanders or something out there." And that just you've got a quarterback who's uh, just this. You know, not – I mean, he's pretty mobile, but not that mobile guy from Oregon. And he thinks he's Barry Sanders in the open field. The confidence that this kid has is astounding for just being a redshirt freshman. And you got to – if you're a Grizz fan, you got to love that. He can make the throws. He thinks he's Barry Sanders. He trusts his guys. He talked about the great Samari Torre catch, which 
if you didn't see it, really mossed the defender. I think that's what the kids call it nowadays when you just leap up and over and completely, them? yeah, like Randy Moss, you know. Oh, completely, I I completely embarrassed them by grabbing the ball from directly. It, it looked like it maybe could have been a pick. Oh. It was just a jump ball. Oh and yeah, Torre he mossed, was, he mossed that guy. He was two feet above the defender and just ripped it away. It was it was impressive. And Jensen said, "Nice." I don't know what's happening. Jensen said after the game, "You know, that's just trust of my guy. I just it was a one on one. I threw it up there. He trusts his receivers. He trusts himself. He thinks he's Barry Sanders in the open field. This guy's got it all." <laughs> If you're if you're a Grizz fan, be very excited for the next three years. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of the point I was about to make is that like, uh, Grizz football hasn't really been in this spot since Jordan Johnson's. But even then, Jordan did he play as a freshman? I think so. I would have to maybe double check that. But jo- I, Jordan Johnson played a lot. He played a lot, right? I'm with that. But I just I don't remember a time where, especially I, I guess at least when Jordan Johnson came in, it was like, okay, well, we're gonna go with this Jordan Johnson kid. And We're gonna see what he has. Some things kind of happened that broke. Right, that but up. that that was a year. I mean, that was after a couple of years of Jordan Johnson. But I mean, the way Gresh is in here, it, it's the next three years are are Gresh Jensen. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. We were kind of talking in the and well, yeah, just talking with people, and it was like, man, if you're Caleb Hill, whoa, you transferred from a JUCO in Blinn, Texas, to come here. And now a guy two grades behind you is very, very clearly the better quarterback. What do you do for your senior season? Do you stick around and I think you have to. Just serve as the backup or do you try to bounce to a lower school? It's I feel kind of bad for that guy. Jordan Johnson also he only he played in six games as a true freshman, but not a ton. But as a sophomore, that was when he Right. He was an all big sky as a sophomore. Right, right. So yeah, I mean Something we haven't seen in a while. I mean, I would imagine Gresh Jensen is going to be – he's the second most efficient quarterback in the league right now. He's sixth in total offense despite missing, what, the first three games plus two or one and a half of injury these last couple of weeks. So it's, it's, a, it's a bright, bright future for Grizz football, which I think you have to keep in mind when looking at this weekend and, and the possibility of a Grizz loss is that next year you got Jensen back. You got Keenan Curran back. You got Jerry Louis McGee back. You got Justin Calhoun back. You got Samari Torre back. A lot of you got the team. A, most of the skill players. You 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 do lose four offensive linemen, but which is tough. I, I, this Grizz offense is going to be unbelievably good next year. I think if they keep everything in place. But but a change in the playbook, yeah, could derail that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, Montana State. I, I'm calling this the Grizz Revenge Tour. Last year, <laughs> Grizz were probably a playoff team if they win out. And they have Northern Colorado, who was better last year, actually. Northern Colorado was a decent team last year, which we don't usually they're at the bottom of the big sky. They are this year. And the Grizz lost to Northern Colorado. That was a tough loss. They still probably had a chance last year to make it into the playoffs. They just had to beat the old team up, or not up, down south in the state. The other, I can't remember what they call them. They call them like the other guys or those dudes. St- the state state university or whatever they call them. But those guys. And that was a bad Bobcat team last year. Just three wins going into the game, and they lost. So those were two bad losses that knocked the Grizz out of the playoffs this year. Kind of same situation. They've got uh, right on the playoff bubble. Northern Colorado and Montana State coming up. Northern Colorado's bad. Montana State is better, I think, than people give them credit for, and their record says. They're going to miss the playoffs again. They're going to have a losing record again. 
for back-to-back years. But that's a pretty good football team. They'd lost by just one point to Northern Arizona and tried to go for two at the end. They scored a touchdown, could have kicked the extra point to tie it at the end of regulation, went for two instead and lost. So a good result there. We talked about how big the Northern Arizona was win was for the Grizz. Bobcats were right there as well. So it's going to be a tough – it's going to be a really tough game down in Bozeman. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. A lot of people – Kind of overlooking it, and you know, the the Grizz kind of scorned from last season, like you, like you said. I mean, a game that pretty much ended. I mean, it did end the season literally, but it also eliminated them from playoff contention. Yeah. At home, I mean, there's a lot of bad blood after that game. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizz really just go at them. I. I yeah, and you can I, tell. I think. I mean, Northern Colorado, which I think last year it might have served as a bit of a trap game. It it could have again this year. The Grizz looking forward to Montana State, and they made no real bones about the fact that they were. I mean, they were still thinking about Northern Colorado, but Coach Stitt on Saturday said, after meetings last night, I was back in the office watching cat tape. This morning when we got done, I was watching cat tape. We're very focused on that, and it's always in the back of your mind if you play at Montana, especially mine. So he's, I mean, the night before the Northern Colorado game, he's watching cat tape. The morning of the Northern Colorado game, he's watching it. He is definitely very focused. He knows how, I don't know if he understood the the gravity of this rivalry when he first arrived at Montana. But in year three, he definitely realizes you could probably go over and beat the Cats and Grizz fans would still, I mean, they wouldn't be happy, but beating the Cats does wonders for your season. Without doubt. And he's hopefully going to pull it off this weekend. I think the Grizz are the favorites. I think Jensen coming back is huge. I think so. And I think that front seven of Montana is really going to going to limit Chris Murray. I think they learned some lessons from last year. But but we'll see. I mean, they've struggled a little bit with mobile quarterbacks so far this year. So we'll see. I, I think you really hit the nail on the head there about, I mean, Bobby Houck's thing was always like, whatever, we're going to beat the Cats. Like he, his yeah. his thing was always like, Say whatever you will about whatever game, about whatever part of the regular season, but we're going to beat the Cats. Yeah, That was like always kind of the thing was that no matter what else was going on, Bobby Houck's one mission was to beat the Cats. Yeah. And and he did basically every time they yeah. played. Yeah. Well, and a lot of that also, you know, Ty Gregorak also was one of the we're really going to beat the Cats guys, yeah. which is odd. Yeah. That he whole was, thing was – that whole thing's weird still. Yeah. I wrote a story my sophomore year about – it was Derek Crittenden – had won, or he was a finalist for the Ro- right. for the Rhodes Scholar, and so he had an interview for that and missed the Cat Grizz game. And so I talked to him and I talked to uh, to Gregorak about it, and I said, you know, missing the Cat Grizz game, and he, oh, we don't call him that, we don't call him that, and he's the guy that originated that. We don't, call, they don't call him Montana State, they call him State U, or I can't even remember what it is, but they have some weird nickname where they, because they're not Montana, right. we're, we're Montana, right. they aren't, so right. we, they don't get to put that in their name. And he was so fired up and so anti-Montana State. And now on the other side of that, and I think that plays a huge part into this rivalry as well. That I think it has to. That, that his guy left for the rival. Well, not, and not his guy, I guess. I mean, but it's since, kind of... Speaking of Stitt, Stitt's guy is Seymour. But his old defensive coordinator, who was so anti-Cats, is apparently more anti-Stitt than he is anti-Cats and it's, goes there. It's kind of unprecedented to see someone be such a big part. I mean, this rivalry is on par with a Michigan Michigan State. Um it's 
Yeah, I mean, it's the biggest thing in this state for sure. Without doubt. Yeah. Without doubt. And it, it honestly holds a flame to national rivalries like of, of the you know, yeah. the 117th meeting. That's, that's impressive. Right. right. And it's usually pretty competitive games at that, especially in recent history. Yeah. But it, I don't think it's, you know, you've never seen – I don't think you've ever seen something like the defensive coordinator for one school leaving for the, the same position at, at the, the rival. Yeah. Yeah, that's I crazy. really don't think you – I mean – I can't think of like Michigan's offensive coordinator, right. but yeah, like if Harbaugh got fired and then took over as QB coach for Michigan State for it, two years, that would be bonkers. Well, yeah, or maybe Ohio. No, State, but right, rival. yeah, but anyway, I just I don't know that that whole thing is is still so odd to me, just the way that played out. It's yeah, very strange. But Bob Stitt, I believe, twenty-one and thirteen in his career here as a Montana Grizzly head coach, which is not bad. Like I. I mean, it's if you're looking at I feel Montana bad. from 2000, honestly from '95 on, though, you you need to average. I mean, if you're playing 11 games in a season, that's not enough. First off, because you need to be playing a couple playoff games if you're a Montana coach. But I mean, you probably need to be getting to like a nine and three, ten and three, nine and four mark. Right. So through three years, I mean, you would hope that your quarter or your coach was at. I mean, at least about 27, 28 wins. So he's not, I mean, he's not super far behind, but just as far as the expectations of Montana, I, I think he's a little bit behind. I mean, he's probably close or past where Coach Delaney was, but that was a bit, little bit of a different situation. Delaney coming in after the firing of Flugrad and, and the fallout of all of that stuff. So, you know, I, I think if they beat the Cats, it definitely sticks around. Even if they lose to the Cats, I feel like he probably gets a new contract at this point. I think he does. I there I don't know. I just struggle. I I've been against I don't know. I was anti-stit for a while, but at this point you know, I just think he, he proved a lot in that Northern Arizona win when McKenna Simmons was quarterback and they ran the ball 75% of the time. He proved they're not overlooking anybody with the Northern Colorado win. Not <laughs> not a huge win, but when you're looking at the season, they lost to Eastern Washington. Again, a game we talked about probably should have won, and that's not a bad loss. And they lost to Weber State, and that's it in the FCS. And those two teams probably, I mean, are at least level with the Grizz talent-wise. They were on the road against Weber State without their starting quarterback. That's, well, without, I mean, they're technically second-string quarterback. Yeah. And it was the first start for Gresh against Eastern. Those two games could have gone very differently, and... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think this has been a good year. I don't think people realize how well Montana have done this year. And I think a win against the Cats would, would go a long way to showing Montana fans just how good this team is. I think so. I mean, I I, I like you. Thank I, you. I like me too. <laughs> I, as well as you, have been Can you cut of... that one so it just says, I like you? <laughs> then maybe get Jackson. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. But, uh. I uh I I as well as you had had been kind of in the the op- opposition camp to Bob Stitt for a while, um just because I I didn't really like how you know someone asked him once upon a time I think it was at his induction meeting something about how he was going to handle recruiting in-state players you know because that's kind of a big deal at Montana is you yeah. know people want to see the Montana boys and. The way he answered the question just kind of put a weird taste in my mouth. Like, he didn't really care. Like, oh, we'll handle that when recruiting starts or something. You know, so it was something kind of where he just kind of blew it off. Yeah. And then kind of acting like he didn't really, 
you know, the Montana State game was just another game. The first few years he was – it's a tough environment to just come into. But I, I think I'm a Bob Stitt defender at this point. I think he's getting kind of a bad rap yeah. for doing a, a a pretty good job, honestly. I mean, the, the fact is is that he has played without his starting quarterback for a lot of the games in his coaching career, like – more definitely more than half. I would say about three quarters. Brady Gustafson missed a lot of time. Yeah, and that was his starting guy. And I think he's had third string quarterbacks play more than anyone else. I mean, right? Simmons is technically the fourth string, but he had to come in play that NAU game. Looking right. back at a guy, I mean, Simmons before when when Chad Chalich went down as well. Gustafson and Chalich were hurt for the same for a stretch during that year. You know, yeah, and you're onto your third string once again. It's a uh, it's a it's a very tough thing to handle, especially in a this is a system. It's kind of like how Jerome Sowers after the Northern Arizona game said when Case Cookus got knocked out, he said we're a system built around our quarterback. When right. you lose that, that's really tough to replace. And I don't think a lot of people understand that Montana is a system built on the quarterback. There's a lot of talent surrounding him, and I mean guys like Jeremy Calhoun and Elijah Lee have proven that they can they can run the ball effectively, but. It all revolves around the quarterback and the reads that they make and and the just everything that they're seeing on the field. They they're doing a lot of the play calling and helping out seeing seeing weaknesses in the opposing defenses. Uh, yeah. It's something that you need a lot of experience, I feel like, to run this system very well. And you need a lot of confidence. And I think Gresh Jensen is is getting obviously the confidence is there. I think he's getting the experience too at this point. And he, he's gonna be dangerous come playoffs. Right. I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I'm deciding now is the time to make this decree, but I, I think pending this Montana State game, I mean, the thing is that I just, I I feel like Grizz Nation still isn't over, you know, the Joe Glenn and the Bobby Houks of the world, where, yeah. where you go 80 and 17 or yeah. 39 and, and 6, for I mean, instance. Are those the uh, the two records of each coach? Yeah, yeah. Hauk eighty and seventeen, yeah. Joe Glenn thirty nine and six, which is incredible. And then Flugrad after thirteen and seven, which a lot of people did not like Flugrad, and some things took place in the program during those times that. But he led him on a deep playoff run. He did. He did. And You're it'll be right. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, the Grizzlies haven't missed the playoffs. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but the Grizz haven't missed the playoffs in back to back years. And I want to get my th- my everything straight here. So they technically did, according to the NCAA rule books, the f- in the in, year? in the 2010-11, because right. they missed it in 10 and 12, but they made it. They made it and made a run in 2011, but that was vacated. So technically, according to the NCAA, 11, 10, 11, 12, they missed the playoffs. But before that, the last time the Grizz missed back-to-back playoffs, do you know when it was, Taylor? 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 Um, I don't. I'm guess. guessing like... Throw out a guess. 1956. No. Wow. Okay, that was way too far back. No, I mean, 91-92. Just looking at Jerry Williams. He didn't do too hot at the helm. <laughs> oh. 91-92, it's, yeah. it's been a long, long time, 25 years since the Grizzlies have have missed back-to-back playoffs. It would be it would be a bad result, but, you know. 91-92, they're, though, they're moving on. under moving Don on. Reed, and his record versus the Cats, 10-0. Boom. That was, a, that was during the, the span of just – dominance against Montana State. I think they won. They won 16-plus straight. Yeah, they they, yeah, was, they did pretty good there impressive. for a while. Travis Lule, finally. Lule is a he's a, a, a villain, I guess, technically, if you're a Grizz fan. But, man, that guy was great. I actually respected Travis Lule a lot. 
He went on to have a successful CFL career. Good quarterback for Montana State. But anyway, what else? What else be... going on over there? Huh? What else? What else going on? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like Bob Stitt. I mean, I think that just if I had to play some stuff out for you, I think that the Grizz beat. I think that the Grizz beat the Cats this weekend. Yeah, I think that they're they're very upset by the way that things ended last year because there was momentum towards the end last year, um, and and that that loss against the Cats, you know, killed all of that and halted the season completely. Yeah, but I I feel like there's there's still a little, you know, still a little sour in the pits of of the the Grizz's stomach, and I, I think that I think that this team, especially with the young, confident Gress Jensen, who looked literally bulletproof against uh northern colorado i mean he he was trucking dudes he was trucking people he was throwing perfect balls in places where only his guys could get it yeah the offense looked great the first half of the starters out there looked awesome yeah and i just i i don't think that i just the momentum this team has i think they roll i think they get through montana state i think they get a playoff bid i think they get a home playoff game yeah i think they win that and then, I think they win that, and then we'll see how seeding works out. Yeah, and I think if that's the case, Bob Stitt deserves two more years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Contract wise, yeah. If, you know, if if he has one and it's not so good, then whatever. But that's just that's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. That's, that's good. Just how I feel. Can I can I ask one more question on the on the the this debate? Yes. Between these two teams, what do you call this game? Chris Cat. Really. I think Cat Grizz sounds better, and I feel like more people called it Cat Grizz as I was growing up and things like yeah. that. But as a true, I see that's a dumb argument. I like Montana more, so I say their name first. That doesn't matter. I'm a big alphabetical guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I think Cat Grizz. I think is I'm going to turn your mic say off. Those. I think I think we're going to get how angry do you, phone calls. How do you calls? feel about Brawl of the Wild? This is a hot button. It, people on Twitter are mad about this, and I don't understand. People it. are upset. I people just, hate Brawl of the Wild. How oh, do you I feel like about that it? name? Yeah, I'm I think fine it's a good name. name. Yeah, it's literally a Brawl, like of, the Brawl of the Wild. That's, oh, people hate it. Really? Yeah, I don't know oh, why. I was unaware of that. Yeah, I don't. Bill Foley of ButteSports.com tweeted out since it's since it's Cat Grizz Week. Let me remind everybody that the Brawl of the Wild is the worst, uh, I think he said, like, nickname or whatever really? in in all of sports. Yeah. With Cat, Grizz, with Cat Grizz game less than a week away, I once again remind you that Brawl of the Wild is the dumbest nickname in sports. It should not, under any circumstances, be written or said. And it's got eight retweets and 67 favorites. Wow. And, yeah. I'd, I mean, the, just the responses to this are wrong. It's Grizz Cat. Winners come first. Agreed. It's the Grizz cat. Like, Grizz fans, shut up. I'm sorry. I love you guys. But d- saying your name before the cat's name doesn't make it better. You know? I, I don't know. If you get a flaming paper bag on your doorstep tonight, Jackson, don't stomp on it. Yeah. No one knows where I live. Don't tell them. You don't even know. I think I do. Perhaps. Mm, maybe. I but yeah, I, I'm calling it the Brawl of the Wild, and I'm calling it Cat Grizz, and I will enjoy both of those. You guys can do whatever. I you don't want. get why Brawl of the Wild is is the problem. I, I know that kind of it's it literally describes. I mean, I don't know. Montana is is wild. I feel like that's a thing that Montana people are proud of. It's still a very I don't know. There's a lot of nature in the state. There's a lot of wildlife. There's tons of natures. Lots of wild. That's surprising. I didn't. I didn't even know that was. Maybe we'll put out a Twitter poll on our account during the uh, during the break here at the West Coast Bias Show. Try and try and put an end to this. Yeah. 
Um, but boy, yeah, I, I didn't even I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm glad you brought that to my attention before I said brawl of the wild cat grizz or grizz cat a bunch on here. <sighs> Thank you. Not I to pre- say I don't I don't know what's right, and I don't really think it's a big deal. <laughs> like that's also true. Like grizz cat cat grizz brawl of the wild whatever. It's the Montana Grizzlies or the Montana State Bobcats playing each other in an all-out bloodbath skirmish. Yeah. You know, I do, however, my one decree is I think we need to move the game back to Butte. Neutral location. No. I think that's a horrible idea. I, why? I mean, Narantry Stadium's cool, but... I feel like he gets more rowdy at Butte. Things go. So. You just hate Butte. Oh, that's kind of true. But, the, I mean, there's nothing really like... I, I mean, when you look at... I guess, the cat. I mean, if you're a Grizz fan, last year was the absolute worst. The Cats celebrated there, but if you're if you're Bobcat fan celebrating inside Washington Grizzly Stadium, there's nothing sweeter. Same goes for the Grizzlies. No doubt. If you win at Montana State, there's nothing sweeter than that. Okay, than so seeing compromise. all the ca- sat, cad, sad cat fans, <laughs> sat cad fans, <laughs> something like sat? that. Sat, sat cad fans. Okay, so here's my compromise. Home. So, still at you, Washington Grizzly. Yeah. And then Butte. Just alternate years. Mm. Take it out of Bozeman. Just take it out of Bozeman. Oh, that's fair. I like that. You like take it out of Bozeman? Yeah. Let's just go Butte and then Missoula. Don't ever give them a home. West Coast Pride Show, KBJ 89.9, Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner. Sorry for the extended break. We thought maybe we were having technical issues, but yeah, it's, it I appears mean, we're good. I think we're good, yeah. Just refresh the browser? Re- yeah. Mom, if you're still listening, if you can hear us, we're here, <laughs> and I think we're on. Hopefully, My sources say we're live. We're doing it live. Boy, it is foggy today. It seems like you're going to see That's, a zombie come it was, bopping out of the clouds any minute here. It was so strange because I heard it was supposed to be nice out today. So I didn't. Uh, I was shocked when there was frost on my windshield. One, that was part of the late start. I was like, what? What? Frost? Come on, get out of here. But then I left my house where it was. You couldn't even see. I couldn't see the cemetery across the street from me, which is creepy. But then I drove away, and when I got to like broadway street there was no fog whatsoever it was nice out some of those cars had no frost on them it was the weirdest thing it's just little pockets around Do you town. park where there's sunlight that can hit your windshield that's yeah. important yeah but there was no sunlight to be seen because it was always so park foggy. towards the east that's yeah. science no the sun rises in the north jared jared goff doesn't know this we got to be careful really wow yeah he he still thinks the sun rises in the sky well that's technically... what he said that's what he said on hard knocks really Jeez, yeah, he, he screwed up a pass, and the coach was like, Goff, do you even know where the sun rises? He's like, the sky, coach. 
true. I mean, he's technically not wrong. Well, no, and then the coach is like, what? And he's like, just kidding, it's the West, or the 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 East, the did, North. Did he know it, actually? No, or? he screwed up. And then, like, two weeks later in the program, he's like, so it was like one of the office cutaways. He's just, like, sitting in front of the camera, and he's like, so it's come to my attention that sun rises in the East and sets in the West. Um, I probably should have known that, but it's Bruh. not really something I need to know. <laughs> True. I mean, when you're just throwing TD yeah, passes, when, when your whole life's goal is just complete this ball, you know, I guess you're, I guess you're good. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, no, I don't know. It weird fog today. I I walked outside my house, um, and there's like a like a ditch, like an irrigation ditch that runs behind my house, and there's a little bridge on it that I park on overnight because I kind of like, you know, during the summers when that's when that thing's flowing, walking across the little river to get to my truck, it's kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, it's empty now because it's winter time and they they turn the water off or whatever and there was just three three um I, I believe homeless people sitting in the ditch drinking coffee so hey, there you go yeah. yeah right right next right next to my house they were like you want a cup and i was like no oh, i got my own they're like okay take it easy and i was like see you guys so those are my friends now nice yeah shouts out to new friends always yeah. a good thing always an exciting time when you have new friends so <laughs> we uh we have the Twitter poll out on this yes. Brawl of the Wild issue, hoping to get an end. Three votes, and one of them is me so far. Maybe oh, maybe one of I them is you. It? I don't know. No, I haven't voted yet. Two two out of three say, yes, it's a good nickname, though. You should have added a fourth option that's just Jackson's a nerd. That one would have won. You know that would have won. Well, that would have skewed the poll. <laughs> so that doesn't help us answer. I need an answer to this. I don't know. I don't know why people are so upset. I voted. I voted, on, I voted honestly. So far, my phone says there's five votes. Eighty percent yes. That doesn't even make sense, though. Eighty percent yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Four out of five. Yeah, there no, you go. I'm there. Shut up. Whatever. <laughs> One person said no. So we'll keep see. voting. We'll keep you updated on that. At West Coast Bias Show on Twitter here as we approach top of the hour. Let's get into headlines. Yeah. You have three. I have two. Headline number one for me, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. The GQ Citizen of the Year. I believe this came out today. Just earlier this morning, yeah. Yeah. It was a a big thing going around. uh, Did you see the cover? Yeah. cover. Full afro. Good looking fro. Oh, yeah. Good looking fro. It's great. I mean, I think it's a great thing. For Colin Kaepernick, obviously he uh, he's been out of the NFL for a long time, but he's trying to get back, and he's doing everything in his power to keep promoting equality for everyone. Absolutely, and yeah, I mean, good good for Colin Kaepernick. It says "Men of the Year," the new American heroes on the cover. Yeah, he's got the the big afro. He's in a black turtleneck, black black jacket over the top of it, with a gold chain on. I mean, I I still don't understand. Why Kaepernick is not? I, I, do, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to I me why, either. why he's not in the NFL. He is clearly better than a lot of these backups that people are going to. That's the thing is and, that like people people make a big case about him not being on an NFL team, not being a starting quarterback. But the last year he had with San Francisco, he didn't look great by any means. I, I I'm. I'm I'm not sure of the exact statistics. I feel like maybe that's what you're pulling up. No. No, I'll pull those. I'm up. tweeting still, sorry. Ooh, still tweet. Do we have responses or anything? Uh Rick Sanchez, former editor at the Kaiman, said all he agreed that Brawl of the Wild's a good nickname, I believe. He favorited the tweet and then he responded and said, Also it's Cat Grizz and anyone who insists otherwise is a big nerd. 
Okay, so we were well, whatever. We were just talking about that. Yeah, whatever. Um, but anyway, the you're a big nerd. I think is is what. Well, I, I mean, I am big. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of a nerd. I don't know. I'm excited for Star Wars, but my point is, in 2016 with the, with the 49ers, Kaepernick. His stats, his stats weren't bad. 2015 is the season I was thinking of where he was coming in in relief. Um, his QBR was at an all-time low. He did not look good. He looked a lot skinnier, a lot weaker than he had been in the past. Um, five interceptions just in nine games. He didn't look good that year at all. 59% passing. But 2016, he came in, 12 games, turned it around, and kind of closed out strong. I, I don't know if he's still a, a starter caliber caliber quarterback in this league but without question he would be one of the better backups I mean you see some backups playing right now Houston is trotting Tom Savage yeah I mean better than he's better than a lot of starters Tom Savage is is bad Tom Savage is really bad and Houston's not gonna win football games this weekend the Rams beat them 33 to 7 and Bill Bill O'Brien with his chin dimple got up on the podium and said I just didn't coach this team very good it's like right but when you guys have a competent quarterback, when Deshaun Watson is in there, you guys win football games. You have a good defense. You have good wide receivers and yeah. a decent running back. Your team skill position-wise is great. You just need someone slinging the rock. Yeah. And Tom Savage is not that guy. Why not take a shot on Kaepernick at this point? Yeah. I mean, You're the- not out of the playoff question if you're Houston. Yeah. The yeah, AFC that- South is kind of tight. Well... Beside the Colts, I don't know. Those Jags are kind of starting to separate. Well, no, they're not. They're tied. Yeah, they're with, the, they're game, tied with the, the Titans, but aren't they a game back of the Titans? Did they not? No, lose? they're both. They're both six and three. Did the Jaguars or lose? Jaguars, did you just I'm say? sorry. They barely Woo! beat the Chargers. The Chargers are a good football team. We'll talk. Jeez, about, we'll talk about that more geez. later, probably. My point is, there's teams around this league. I mean, <sighs> just looking at. I mean, in. Like Arizona, Cleveland, Deshaun Kaiser, yeah, Cleveland. Arizona, Drew Stanton. He's got to be better. He's got. He's better than Drew Stanton. He's better than Drew Stanton. Yeah, he's better than Drew Stanton. I don't. know. He's better than. Oh uh, yeah, it's, I'm gonna it's stress so that he's a better quarterback than Drew Stanton. Um. And uh, Josh Johnson just uh just got signed on by Houston, so he's their backup. Josh Johnson. Great. I don't even know who he is, honestly. Probably Tommy these are, Savage Jr. These are great tweets from a from Roger Sherman, a, a ringer guy. Said, and this was back last week, but Roger on, on Monday, Bill O'Brien, the coach of the of the Texans, said Kaepernick quote hasn't played in a while. And then on Tuesday, he signs Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson has not thrown a pass in an NFL game since 2011. <laughs> and Sherman's tweets then go on to say the last time he took a drop back in an NFL game was week 17 2012 he was sacked and lost a fumble it was his only play of the 2012 season he's, and then he's on fire. See, like, Josh what? Johnson's most recent NFL pass was 421 days before Colin Kaepernick started the 2013 Super Bowl so it just doesn't make sense to me right I don't get it I mean he's 30 years old which as far as quarterbacks that is on that's that's on the wrong side of 30, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's getting towards that age where he's going to start getting a little bit older. But, I mean, this guy has led a team to a Super Bowl, and you just don't lose that. I mean, Joe Flacco has led a team to a Super Bowl, and he's going to have a job in this NFL until the day he decides to retire. Yeah. That's just how it is. If you've led a team to a Super Bowl, you have a job for a long time because there's a chance, a chance that this team, that a team like the Ravens might get hot and Joe Flacco might be able to find whatever 
part of his body was able to do that in the past and get the team back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's at least the thought of the Ravens. Yeah. And the Ravens actually contemplated signing Kaepernick and just tell they decided not to. I don't get it. I don't I just don't get it. If you need a backup quarterback, he's I don't know. There's yeah. investigations into all of this and I it, you know, collusion against the NFL to keep Kaepernick out of the league is kind of what's what looking it? like what yeah. is happening and yeah. and that kind of leads into one of my headlines. Roger Goodell yes. um, looking to get his contract extended, looking to be the commissioner of the NFL and the most hated man for longer than he currently is. Um, interesting notes here. His his requests for his contract are a $50 million salary per year. Not not a lot. And then a lifetime private jet. Yeah. Just for lifetime. Just lifetime use. Just a, just a casual thing just to whenever, have. You know, whenever whenever he, he needs you know, a yeah. little just Sunday a drive. Little getaway. A little Sunday fly around. Yeah, you know. Get up in the skies. Yeah. I mean, Goodell sucks. We've talked about this before. He, I don't understand. Uh, and maybe there's something else going on. I mean, the NFL's I, it makes a lot of money, I suppose, but it just is uh just doesn't make a lot of sense. He seems like I've never heard of like, oh man, Goodell did this and it was so great. No, and that's the thing. We talked about this on Friday, and you brought yeah. up uh, Adam Silver, yeah. the NBA commissioner. People love Adam Silver. The players love Adam Silver. I love Adam Silver. Oh, He's yeah. done nothing wrong. He's done nothing but try to improve the league and better the league. And when there is a discipline issue to be had, it's never from his office. You know what I mean? And I think that's yeah. really the, what went wrong with Goodell is he tried to be the swinging hammer of justice for the NFL. And, you know, he, he went on to a, a two-year hunt, witch hunt of or a witch uh track down thingy as south go, yeah. park calls it yeah um but to try to get <laughs> tom brady suspended from the nfl and that and made lost. a lot of people mad because tom brady is probably the greatest quarterback of all time yeah and you know you've never seen apparently there was some stuff way back in the day with david stern and michael jordan and you know, there was, you know, the year he left for baseball yeah. was because he was suspended for gambling. There was some, there's some, there's some conspiracies, but none of that has come to light. So yeah. I'm going to pretend none of that happened and no one ever went after Michael Jordan because I don't choose to see the evil in Michael Jordan. Oh man, Michael Jordan's very evil. Nope, I don't choose to see it. Heck of a basketball player. Makes nice shoes. That's how I'll remember him. I mean, that's fair, but he also kind of was a bad person. But anyway. Yeah, whatever. Not the topic we're on, Jackson. Exactly. My point is that you don't see leagues go after their most incredible players because those are those are the feet in which they put forward. Those are their public figures. Tom Brady sells more jerseys than a lot of people in the NFL. Yeah. He puts a lot of people's butts in seats in New England. He he's an incredible quarterback and, and you see this witch hunt against him. Or for instance, a different case star running back of the Dallas Cowboys yeah. who there's actual legal trouble there Tom Brady's thing about deflating the balls that's just an NFL thing yeah. there, there's no legal trouble outside of that but yeah. domestic abuse is a very serious problem in yeah. this in this country right now and that that was what Ezekiel Elliott was charged with essentially um and that's what led to all of this so clearly that holds more weight than the Tom Brady one but the will he won't he get suspended thing 
and, and constantly going after him. Yeah. Are they going to suspend him? Are they not going to suspend him? And then it's in this court, okay, he's suspended. Oh, wait, but then this court says, no, we're holding off, and he's not suspended. He'll be able to play this week. But wait, then this court says, wait, no, he's suspended again. We're saying yes. And then this court says, no, finally, and oh, yep, he's going to start this week. Oh, great, I play him in fantasy. Yeah. That can can we? I'm just gonna jump into my third headline then because Ezekiel Elliott has reportedly left the country. Yeah, that's the thing. He the suspension. Oh, we're tying it, this together. It, Great. It today. looks like the the suspension will hold up and be finalized. So yep, he's already he's, served he's, one game. He's gone for six games. Served for the first this weekend, and they the reports are that he's leaving the country to clear his head and train. Undisclosed location. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think Bora Bora. That's a fantastic thing to me. I love. I can just picture Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I don't know, like somewhere in South America. Maybe just, the winters of Russia. Oh, or the winters of Russia. I was gonna say just on know, on like a, on a soccer tropical. field, but just carrying the football around and sprinting around with those guys. And in his in his uh, little belly shirt, like belly shirt hanging what do they out. Call those? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, belly shirts. No, you're like a. He just cuts his pre- crop tops. Crop is top. That, there you is go. That, crop is that top. A, yep, that's it. Good work. But Zeke. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just this this thing has been I mean I think this has been our headline. It, uh, or yeah, one of the headlines for this is the third or fourth time, but I think this is it's final now obviously. He already served that suspension or started to. But it just shows the fumbling that that Goodell and this administration do. They can't yeah. get anything right it seems like. And when they do people when they do something that sticks, people usually tend to disagree. Well, and the thing is, he should have had Ezekiel Elliott dead to rights because because of the domestic. But, I mean, the thing is that. Dallas got beat up on, by the way, 27-7. to 7, they lost. Exactly, by the Falcons, yeah. a team who you and me have several times said written off, Super yeah. Bowl hangover, yeah. not the team they were. 27-7, to 7, the Falcons came alive and smoked the Cowboys, which I think was one of my bold predictions. Hey. One of my hey, my bold prediction of uh of the the Niners getting it. Well, oh man, the favorited Niners. I'm gonna jump into my last headline wow. because from that we're game, we're segueing. We're ki- we're killing it today, killing the game. The Niners picked up their first win of the season, beat New York 31 to 21. New York, wow, the Giants are the New York Football Giants are very bad, but the New York Football Giants. C.J. Bathard, big fan. I'm a big fan of his. Threw an 83 yard touchdown to Marquise Goodwin. Right. Goodwin catches it, does a little. It was a great play. Turns stiff, stiff arms. Janoris Jenkins gets into the end zone and then immediately falls to his knees. You see the emotion, and I think at the time people didn't know exactly why. And then after the I don't game, so. Goodwin posts on his Instagram that he and his wife Morgan were were scheduled to have a baby boy, and he had died Sunday morning because of complications during the pregnancy. And heartbreaking news. Just. I mean, watching that replay now, you just, I mean, I teared up watching it. You get goosebumps. Just the emotion that had to have been going through his body at that moment to to play the day that you lose your son is, I don't it's astounding to me that you could even do that. And uh, a good, for, good for Marquise Goodwin to, to go out there to still play and to, and to score that touchdown. I mean, in honor of, of his child, and in honor of the strength of his wife, he talked about after on Instagram, his quote was, he's grateful for the experience and grateful that God blessed me with a wife as courageous and resilient as Morgan. That's tough. That's super tough. But good for the good for him and good for the Niners getting their first win. We've talked about how that's a better team than, than their 0 for record showed. 
and uh, they have a bye this week, so he'll have some time off. So, I mean that that's a that was a very emotional storyline on Sunday, and one of the one of the things that really caught your attention from the weekend. Absolutely, no, that's a great headline. I mean, one one of the things when, when dealing with times as turbulent as as those, or you know, you hear of a an NBA player like losing their father or their or their grandparent or something, someone very close to them, yeah, and playing that night, yeah. Absolutely, just the utmost respect for me. I I don't think I would be able to do that. I mean, like last year, Isaiah Thomas, in in the uh, Eastern Conference side of the playoffs, his sister passed away after after a car accident and and yeah. played. And Isaiah Thomas was playing, and, and he it, balled out in that game. He did, and I I don't, I, but I don't know how. You know, that's that's incredible. That's like some of the most incredible thing. Him and like Marquise Goodwin. I mean, I, yeah. I, and you couldn't see Goodwin, I mean, with the helmet and a lot of uh, – there wasn't that many. But you saw Isaiah Thomas throughout that whole game, and you saw his face, and you saw his body language. And yeah. he was – he was. You could tell he was hurt. Yeah. I mean, the well, ultimate hurt. was hurt. Yeah. He he was not there mentally, it didn't seem like. But, man, he, he had a great game. And that's – I'm not an Isaiah Thomas fan, but that game, it doesn't matter how you feel about the guy. you got to respect that he went out there and that he did that, especially in the playoffs in a big-time situation. Absolutely. Um, so my last headline is going to break our four in a row segue streak. That That's was all right. per- we crushed. That's all right. that. that was hey, good. That was it was woo. smooth. You know, Ran through it. We don't we don't script things here. We just fly by the seat of our pants, and that that right there, that was some good flying. <laughs> um, the Tennessee Volunteers yes. have fired Jackson's favorite coach. Well, Butch Jones. I don't know. If Currently I would say sitting that. zero six in the SEC. Butch Jones is gone. They got just. Just destroyed by Missouri, fifty to seventeen. Yeah, uh, on Saturday. So, man, they're bad. It's got to go. And this is the thing. I feel like Tennessee football hasn't been good in a while. No, and I don't feel like Butch Jones has never been like Butch Jones scares me. And that's about all. I, that those are the only things that I know about Butch Jones. Is he seems like he's not a very he. He looks mean. He looks very mean to me. And his teams usually are pretty bad. The one thing that surprised me out of this was Brady Hoke. I was gonna say interim is, head coach, is the interim head coach, and he's he wasn't even the defensive court. He was like the D lines coach. Well, people know the name, but he former former Michigan head head coach apparently thought he would be the best guy to to move him forward throughout the rest of this season. I don't disagree. I mean, of all the people there, at least he has some experience running a team. You know, yeah. that's important. Yeah, Bush, but man, yeah, I don't I don't even know the SEC isn't that great this year. Also. Other than uh, the, uh, you've got the, uh, their top heavy, of course, with Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn, Mississippi State are all pretty good teams. But other than that, I mean, LSU's right around, hanging around in the top 25, I think, still. But that's about it. And Tennessee have been have been very bad. Yeah. No, Tennessee's terrible. They're, they're just terrible. There's not a lot. Not a lot else there to say. But you know what this does do? It's that time of the year again. It's groomers. It's groomer season. Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. Gruden rumors. Gruden rumors. Oh, yeah. I could have put that together, probably. You probably could have. A little bit more thought. You're a smart guy. You like doing puzzles and stuff, I imagine. Well, could have. Yeah. Could have broke that down like a puzzle. You never know. But uh, John Gruden ties to Tennessee. He's his uh, son, whose name eludes me, but his name is legendary. No, Jay's his brother. Wait, Jay is John Gruden? No. You thought that was his kid? That's got to be his kid. Jackson. They're brothers? They're like the same age. I thought Jay was at least 20 years younger. No, John's like 
50 something. I don't know how old Jay is. Let me wow. pull it up. Wow. Yeah, I mean, okay. They're brothers. Wow. I yeah, think. Jay Gruden, they're four years. They're four, they're four years apart. <laughs> you, that was his kid. How did. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Jackson. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Whatever. I, I was joking. I, I didn't think. Ah, just, just a joke. <laughs> Got you guys. You guys are so oh, confused. Oh, boy. No, Deuce. Deuce Gruden. Deuce Gruden. That's a bad name. Well, what? What? Whatever. Deuce Gruden. I don't know. They have all sorts. <laughs> John Gruden has all sorts of ties to Tennessee. I think, you know, and he's said several times, John Gruden, that is not Deuce or Jay, I suppose. Yeah. That if the right circumstance were to arise, he would return to coaching. But he likes what he does, and you can tell he likes what he does, man. You can tell. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I I like John Gruden on Monday Night Football because you want to know what? Whenever there's a spider white banana, I like to know, man. Oh, spider two white banana. Let me tell you. Let what. me tell you, man. I like to see that banana. I yeah, just, he's. It's, I mean, he's entertaining, and he. I feel like he knows what he's talking that's the thing, about is he, too. He's he's inter- he's he's a good color commentator because he's he's very entertaining, just personality wise. Yeah. But he also is, has a very good grip of like NFL X's and O's, and mm-hmm. he can actually break down things. He's I think still, he's a good coach. I yeah. think he's a great coach. Yeah. I mean, the things he did with Tampa Bay, awesome. He, he clearly is a, is a good coach. But my question is is how does that translate to the college level? Would he like? I, I think just John Gruden alone would probably be able to revive the Volunteers just with that name recognition. You yeah. Know? I mean. Jim Harbaugh gets recruits because he's Jim Harbaugh. Yep, exactly what I was gonna say. And people trust Jim Harbaugh because he's Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, but uh, the name the name means a lot. Absolutely. If you've got a name like that, and he, I mean, he's been around. He's still popular. Well, I, I, I was doing his quote, and then I got confused trying to do my, my, my terrible John Gruden men. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he said, you know, if the right circumstance arised, he would, he would look at it, and, you know. I think he likes what he does, and he's doing the Corona commercials where it's called Coach Gruden, and apparently you can call that phone number. Really? And you can say, "Hey, are you coming? Are you coming back, Gruden, or whatever?" So maybe our next maybe, segment. Maybe we call John Gruden. Yeah, maybe we'll just give him a call, ask him himself, just give, him, give, him, give him a call. But uh, all right, we're gonna step aside here after headlines. When we come back, college football slate has changed. Ooh, we talked about how it was gonna be one of the biggest weekends. The U in college football. Is- back the wild dogs cry out in the night as they grow restless longing for some solitary company i know that i must do what's right sure as kilimanjaro rises like olympus above the serengeti sure as kilimanjaro rises so does the West Coast Bias Show. West Coast Bias, KBJ 89.9. Boy, I, I was saying at the break, I've never watched the Toto's... I've never watched the Toto's Africa... Uh, sounds better if you sing with a little more. But I've never watched the Toto's Africa music video before. It's interesting. And, uh, wow, what a... An interesting video. What an interesting what? group of guys. I don't know a single other song by Toto. Also. What a weird name. Yeah. What a weird... What They don't look anything like Toto. a band that is called Toto. They've got like long, yeah. long curly very, hair and very beards. Very 70-ish-y. I mean, I, I was surprised because 
the lead singer looks a lot like the Hangover's Zach Galifianakis, with you know, yeah, kind of a it. bigger dude with the beard and the whole nine. And there was one one angle of this where he's like singing over top of a burning candle, and it looked horror movie-ish, horror move, mm. horror movie-ish. Interesting. I don't know. I uh, oh man, never, never watched Toto's Africa's music video before. Just saw but, something uh, that I hadn't seen before. I'm adding a quick six headline. Carlos Beltran retired. Carlos Go, Beltran going out retired. On top. I, I love seen Carlos that Beltran. Good riddance. What a great career that he had. Yeah, good riddance. Uh, we disagree, but anyway. Well, I just forever burned in my my mind. He wasn't that Wainwright great. gunning him down. Yeah. One pitch away from going to the NLCS or going. It was in the NLCS, going to the series. Yeah. And he screwed up. But I think our college football expert's calling. Hey. Give me a moment. Hopefully our phone works this week. It was a big weekend in college football. We already kind of touched on it a little bit. I hung up on him. Wow. Phone slipped. So. So we have to wait for him to call again. Is yeah, that what? I think you'll have the presence of mind to call again. <laughs> what if he thinks you? Uh, anyway, Alabama back <laughs> back to number one. Got text? What, what do you think I do? Because here? yeah, figure it out. I'll I'll oh, I'll, I'll stall him. I'll stall him. Oh, this, this is, is going poorly. This is, me- this is a mess. But Alabama number one. After Georgia lost, I think Alabama was one in the AP in the coaches' poll. Anyway, we don't have the uh, the playoff committee rankings yet. They're not out. They'll be out tonight. But just in the AP, Alabama won. Miami, after the big upset of Notre Dame, all the way up to number two in the country. The U is back. Oklahoma three, Clemson four right now. So, interesting times in college football. We're going to have Tyson Gentry on, hopefully, I think rumor has that the phones around here have been fixed so that we can have phone interviews again, which is good because we've missed Tyson Gentry, and I need to talk to him about Leonard Fournette and what's going on with him. But we'll see if this is going to work. Moment of truth. Okay. Tyson, Tyson can you hear us? You can hey. hear us? Yay! We can hear you. Yay! It's been so long since our fans have heard actual sports like talk. It's just been me and Jackson. Okay, so, well, hey, it's good to have you back. Um, Tyson Gentry calling in from Bozeman, Montana. Resident college football expert Tyson G. Gentry. The G stands for gets. Getting buckets is right. All right, all right. So this was kind of a crazy weekend in college football. There were a lot of top ten matchups that meant a lot of things to different teams. What do you think the best game of the weekend was? I feel like I have a hunch what you're going to say. That's what I thought you'd oh, say. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about the U. I've I've listened to a couple different people say that they think that nearly every player on that defensive team will be an NFL player at some point. Do you think that's true? Is that is their defense that good? Yeah, and what I mean, if they go pro, do they have to have a turnover chain at at their professional team as I well think, to I be as successful to. or what? <laughs> so a lot a lot of games this weekend. Your LSU, your boys of the Bayou beating the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's not the boys of the Bayou? Oh, I thought it was the boys of the Bayou. Aren't they just the LSU gumbo? Go Tiger. Um, God's a Tiger. <laughs> Michigan State, Ohio State, Ohio State. Absolutely destroying Michigan State in just Woof. just just terrible fashion. But perhaps the biggest upset of the weekend, Auburn. Gus Malzahn's Auburn Tigers 
going into Georgia and beating Georgia. I don't know if it was in Georgia, but they beat Georgia. It was in Auburn. It was in Auburn. Yeah. Well, I screwed that up. But That's all right. Tyson, did you ever buy the hype of the Georgia Bulldogs? They kind of snuck their way to number one. I think I think you get one SEC team, and I think it's Alabama. Well, the- oh yeah, it's the pack. Yeah. It's totally the pack. Washington losing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is we kind of had a little bit of this debate, and obviously it doesn't matter as much now that Georgia lost. But looking at it, if Miami and Clemson win out and then play each other in the ACC championship game, if that's a close game. If Clemson beats Miami by, say, two or three points, uh, do, bo- do can you get both of those teams out of the playoffs, or is it those two, Alabama, and then looking at a team like Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see a world where I, – I don't really think Alabama loses um, unless in that championship game they get matched up with a team of – you know, I I think really the only two teams people right now could foresee beating a team like Alabama are maybe Clemson, maybe Miami with that secondary. Is Malik Rozier good enough? He was fifteen to twenty four, only one hundred and thirty seven yards against Notre Dame. I love it. Well, and I feel like we've seen this weekend, especially against Mississippi State, that Jalen Hurts. Is is still vulnerable. Um, he he didn't quite look quite as nails as I think a lot of people thought he did. The run game uh, was kind of what willed Alabama to the late victory. And if you go up against a secondary like Miami, I I could see a world where that kind of starts to weigh on young Jalen Hurts. Can you imagine anywhere better than than being at what Hard Rock Stadium? I think it's called in Miami. That place. I only got to watch the the, the first couple drives because of other obligations that I had but that, that, they were it was bouncing in there you know you're a former volleyball employee as well the volleyball PA yes but that place was it was insane in there the Miami fans are back and they love everything that is happening well especially with Florida State kind of being in such a terrible season um, which is odd because coming into the season the number three in the polls and then they lose Francois, the quarterback, and it kind of starts to snowball from there on down. Um, kind of interesting, but do you think that Francois is – I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly, but with – I mean, do you do you think that, that that should be such a big loss for Florida State? I mean, I don't know why that toppled the whole program. I, I hate to uh, interrupt here. Tyson, I'm sorry, but apparently the phone is not actually working. We can hear it loud and clear in here. Oh. And clearly, I mean, we are clearly having a conversation. There is somebody on the other end, but apparently it, it has all been dead air. Someone just came in and informed us of that. So, oh, so no one can actually hear Tyson. So no one can actually hear Tyson and uh, and what he said. No, that's not your – well, and you still can't <laughs> hear him. He's, he's still answering to me. But, well, uh, okay. yeah, so well, and anyway. Joke's on you guys. We just made this up. Tyson didn't even call. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Big joke on the whole crowd. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, well – Goodbye, imaginary Tyson. We appreciate your efforts. I guess we'll we'll try this again some <laughs> other time. Oh goodness. Jeez. Well, I mean, basically, in true West Coast bias fashion, the gist of what Tyson said is that Miami can, is that good. Can, 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 they are that good. They can take down Alabama. He he said Malik Rozier, dude's a baller. Wow. 
He uh, he's got what it takes I'm to glad beat someone, that Alabama defense. I'm glad someone came in here and yeah. Well, and it it's funny. My mom texted me earlier and said we can't hear you guys, but that was at the start uh, of the show, and I think maybe there was just some computer issues there or something because we. I mean, we are definitely on. I think the whole time. No, we're and you then she and texted again live. and said can't hear Tyson, and I said, well, we turned him up. Should be good and. Apparently, we are not good. That's weird because the levels, when he was talking, they were showing up on the board, which I feel like that shows the out volume. Yeah. I thought anything that is in our headphones is what's going That's through on the radio. what I also thought, but ev- evidently we're, not. We were wrong. Um, but anyway, yeah, Imaginary Tyson made some really good points there. <laughs> um, Miami, he thinks, is that good and in a matchup with Alabama. Alabama, I'll just try to recap what he said quickly. Yeah. Um, Alabama is... A good team, but he's a little bit worried about Jalen Hurts. He yep. looked kind of shaky this weekend. He thinks yep. against a defense like Miami's, it could lead to problems if they met in the playoffs. But granted, that's a long way down the road. Uh, he thought Georgia was a joke, and Alabama would have whooped them by forty. He had a bet with his roommate. Uh, what else happened there? Um, I mean, that's he started talking about how ACC, Jackson. He said the ACC hater. could probably will probably have two teams, and that if Miami wins or if Clemson wins. That Dabo Swinney will use Kelly Bryant's concussion as a, a, a real talking point to the committee that they would be undefeated if it weren't for Which that. Which is so a point. It's a fa- that's a fair that's point. That's a fair point. And he said something about how uh, he's still upset he lost the World Series and he hates the Astros and Jackson's a hater. I think that pretty well I recaps. I don't think he said anything about me being a hater, but yes, that's fair enough. Fair enough, you know. I was wondering, I mean, the word was, was said to you first. And you just began laughing, so I I thought maybe yeah there was some kind of a mis mishap. Well, I was shocked when the door opened. I was shocked. The door is never opened. Yeah, in g- here. yeah. Generally, people don't come in <laughs> to talk to us because it's like ah, oh, these guys. Here we also, go. just got a Facebook message saying the same thing. So wow. So you know, you- jokes on you guys. That was just a whole stage thing. There was literally no one on the other end. That was just us us fooling you guys. It was like in the movies when you see someone talking on the phone. There's not a, no one's no, actually yeah, on the other no end. There's no one. There's all, no one actually there. That's just fake. that's just us fooling you. But Miami, I honestly think there's no better feeling than seeing sad Notre Dame fans. I just love it so much. And this is a game that again we kind of talked about it hasn't mattered as much in a while. The Notre Dame and Miami, they, I mean, they've still played fairly recently. They still play every once in a while. I don't think it's a yearly thing anymore, but it just hasn't mattered because the teams haven't been that good. So a top 10 matchup against two of these schools who historically are very dominant. You, you see all of the stats, the national championships they have, the pro players that Miami have produced. The, I mean, just the legendary status of, of the Golden Domes and, and Notre Dame. It's a... It was a huge game. The ESPN did it right. They had all sorts of sweet throwback kind of promo videos for it and everything. And Miami just ran. They just, oh, man, ran all over them. It was great. I was sitting at volleyball with the game cast up, and it was – I almost couldn't believe it. And I was so – also volleyball one and three. I didn't mention that earlier. That was only their third conference win of the season, second home win, the first win, the only win, I guess, that I called this year for them. Woo. And – uh so that was kind of exciting, and I'm watching Notre Dame just get their butts kicked, and it was great. I loved every second of it. But college football, I think, I think Baker Mayfield has the Heisman too. What do you think? Yeah, no, I've, I I've been Team win. Baker for a long time. Yeah. I mean, Shaquan Barkley was the only one who really, I felt like Penn State's running back, that is, who had a fighting shot against him, but um, Penn State struggling. Uh, good win this weekend, though, but a um, couple losses. Just know, too Ohio, far out of it. Ohio State. 
got him. And Saquon had a couple bad games in there. Uh, I think he yeah. had one game where he only had like 30 yards. And you can't have a game like that in in a in a competitive race for the Heisman Trophy. And Baker Mayfield has just looked great. I mean, TCU, uh, top 10 matchup this weekend. But um, TCU's got a great five secondary. Versus number six, and he tore him up. Yeah. So I think that pending something pretty terrible, Baker Mayfield has got that in the bag. Um, wow. I think maybe we we jump to break, yeah. try and collect ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When we come back, maybe we'll do a little NFL recap. A lot of hoops this weekend too. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, all right, and then we'll bring we'll bring another ghost a ghost <laughs> uh, talker in, and we'll interview them for twenty minutes. <laughs> West Coast Bias Show, KBJ 89.9. It ain't us. It ain't us. We are not fortunate, sons. We just had a ghost interview for 20 minutes. So, really, needed, really proud. If you needed evidence that we're not the best in the business. I can't wait to re- to listen to that on podcast and just. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to hear how that sounded. That's a good radio segment right there. Ghost interviews. I think we should start doing that and then just filling them in with random stuff after. Yeah, that or you could do your John Gruden impersonation. Yeah, there you On go. the phone right That's now, it. call in from John Gruden. Oh, hey, how's it going, man? There you go. That's a good that was a- People are going to be like, wow, they, they got Eesh. John Gruden call in? Wow. Impressive. Uh, updating the poll question here on the West Coast yes. Live Show. The Brawl of the Wild, is it a good nickname? Um, yes, no, it's the worst. No, it's the worst so far. No, it's the I, I, I Maybe this is a generational thing. So... Bill Foley, who has been around Montana Media for a long time, if you're around Butte, you know him, runs ButteSports.com. And then Blake Hempstead, an Anaconda guy who kind of, I would say, less well-known, but people throughout the state kind of, they know at least of Blake. He hates it. Coulter Nuanez, is that how you pronounce it? Nuanez. Nuanez, okay. He dislikes it. Skyline Sports also, is tweeting about it. Also, you shouldn't ever ask me for pronunciation. That's, That's true. Like yeah, the worst idea you've ever that. had. But, but I, I know like that all, all of that... All, Everybody, none of my friends, I've never heard one of my friends say they dislike it. But a lot of the older, and not even really older, like 30-plus people in in the state seem to really just dislike it. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll update you again before the show's over. But so far, clearly, people people say yes. Yeah. 19, I, mean, I mean, 19 votes? That's a decent, 19 votes. We're decent pretty, amount pretty of Pretty good votes. return on our investment. 89% of which say yes. Say yes. That's a, that's a, that's a nickname. fine nickname. Yeah, no, no beef with it. Yeah. But... Eleven percent, which is just saying, maybe no. two, uh, maybe two. Yeah, I don't know. Is that one? Yeah, probably two. Two people? Yeah, two people say no. It's probably our older listeners. Yeah, I tell you what, I my mom texted in, said she does not have Twitter, but she likes Brawl of the Wild. I'm okay. You know, if you don't have Twitter, I think you should text just me or Jackson. Yeah, I think that's a fine. I like it. We gave Jordan Pierrenton a shout but out then last you go, week. Then it's by name. Yeah. Then it's there's no there's no anonymity. Yeah, yeah you anonymity. lose that. You lose that factor when you do text in. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh yeah. Ghost interview poll question. That's pretty much that's pretty much the synopsis of the show thus far. Yeah. So NFL it was a good weekend in the NFL though, especially yeah, if you're hey, a Jacksonville but, Jaguar fan like me. Yeah. Well, and if you're other fans of other teams, Just the a Saints gripping had a, game had a dominating the, performance. It was the, the Jaguars Chargers game, which is I caught it just at the very end. 
But our, my bold prediction last Friday, if you remember, is that Leonard Fournette, in his return, would rush for over 100 yards and two scores. He ran the ball 17 times for 33 yards and zero scores. So complete, completely wrong. And I, I didn't think the Jaguars had what it took to win games this year without him running the ball very effectively. Blake Bortles threw 50-plus passes, and they still got the job done. He did try yeah. to throw it away through a, a horrible oh, – man. I don't even know how to recap this game because it was so ugly. Yeah, it wasn't good. So the Chargers basically just could have run the ball and run it out. They fumble. Jaguars pick it up, return it to the house, but stepped out of bounds. So nice. they start their drive down three. Just need a field goal. They get into field goal range, it looks like, and then they throw a big pass. Take a big shot over the middle. Marquise Lee, Marquise go for Lee. the ball. Oh, he gets hit. He can't Knocked catch up. it. Here yeah. comes the flag. Laundry on the field. Laundry on the field looks like – unnecessary roughness, maybe pass interference, and Marquise Lee turns directly to the defender, I think it was Trey Boston who did it, and just dances right in his face, fake throws the flag, and then he gets a flag thrown on him for taunting, and then they take away the unnecessary roughness well, flag. And it, and it wasn't just a, a plain Jane taunting, it was one of the ones where if you get two personals like that, one so he had one of two, so if he had another personal later in the game, he would have been ejected. Out. Yeah. So, Which is silly. Instead of being in field goal range, the Jaguars now take 15 yards backwards mm-hmm. a big big step backwards big step and then Blake Bortles going for it all throws just a horrible interception to Trey Boston who mm-hmm. then sort of taunts Marquise Lee on his oh, way it out totally does it was great just holds I, the ball one hand yeah I as someone as a Jags fan I still thought it was pretty good because I, Marquise Lee has done so many horrible things this year he's well, done Mar- some good things Marquise Lee was the player nearest Boston and yep. he was he running tried to, he tried to he, he tried wanted to, give to him a big hit, hit he wanted to hit Boston yeah. very hard he he did not though so no. and at that point I th- threw the through the phone I was watching the game on my phone threw it away done with it whatever I'll go back to my homework and then because I checked Twitter every three minutes, I saw, oh, Jags are going to have another chance to win this game. And I thought, wow, okay. Pull it back up. Jags are driving again. And not really infield goal range yet, but Joey Bosa, after yeah. after Blake Bortles has already thrown the ball, picks him up, swings him a little bit, and slams him into the ground. That's a 15-yarder. The Jags then just get to run the ball a couple times, kick a field goal, sends it to overtime. And then in overtime, they also, A.J. Bouye, with the with the interception and a long return, and again the Jags try to blow it. Bouye returns it to about the half yard line. So you're thinking, give it to Leonard Fournette two times. He's gonna punch it in on one of those two. If not, you have a couple chances at a field goal. But another taunting penalty. Mm-hmm. This time on Aaron Colvin moves the Jags back to the 17 yard line. So now they've got some work to do. They just run the ball. They do end up running the ball twice. Then Bortles just gets it to where where kicker. Josh Lambeau wanted it. Lambeau, a former L.A. Charger. He got cut from the Chargers this San year. San Diego at that time. Yes. In the preseason still, they, as they said, well, I guess dur- that been LA. during the broadcast, he was still on the uh, still in the media guide for the L.A. Chargers. Nice. And he kicks the game winner. He sends it to overtime with a field goal and then kicks the game winner in overtime. And the Jaguars, three games above 500 for the first time since 2010, I believe. Well, and the you know the Chargers also don't have Young Hoku, so double burn. I hope he gets another job. Yeah, I hope so. That's I agree too. Sorry. There yeah. you go. 
Um, all right, so that was my recap. Of, yeah, that was, of all that was the, a gripping that was recap all the NFL of that I watched, But it was it was incredible. It was so bad by both teams. It was, but yeah. and those are two teams historically who kind of throw away games. We luckily I had Scott Hansen. Yeah, and the madness in Jacksonville. Yeah, the Chargers though had won three straight games before they lost a one, a one possession game to the Patriots last week. I'm just saying, Patriots Jaguars still looking like a good AFC championship game so, scenario but they their other losses three points two points two points and then they lost to the chiefs by 14 but the chiefs yeah gonna win that division so watching this jaguars game yeah jaguars as some of our the fans London across jaguars. the sea may know them but i was thinking in my mind boy let's let's really watch this jaguars team let's see what we see because jackson thinks this team could be a late playoff, maybe even a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let's let's really watch. And I'm sorry to report, I don't think the Jaguars can can make a playoff run with Blake Bortles at yeah. the helm. I mean, I think that's probably fair. I assessment. think that in the off season with Kirk Cousins, I think make this a big team run might... at my at my boy. Yeah. Say his name. Who? Say his name. Case Keenum. Case Keenum would be great too. Case Keenum has been been balling out up in Minnesota. And that brings me to my favorite game of the weekend. Yeah. The battle of my two children, Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins. Oh wow. boy. This game. Wow. Right in the feels as I think is that what the feels? That's what, yeah, that what that's, that's what they say, yeah. Is that Oh, okay, cool. Um just boy. Case Keenum with four touchdowns, Kirk Cousins with three. Only one through the air. But two on the ground with the wheels. Look at Kirky showing off Kirky the wheels. Kirky K with the wheels. Oh boy! No, both of them north of three hundred. Three interceptions between the three or the two of them. But uh, what a game! What a game! Thirty-eight, 38 to 30. thirty. Yep. Case Keenum does not get the respect he deserves. He is a player who's been written off. He was in Texas with the Texans. Not great out of the gates. Struggled a little bit. And then he goes up to the L.A. Rams with his boy Jeff Fisher, and. He had a pretty he had a couple pretty good games, but obviously you gotta give way to the young buck Jared Goff. Let that kid grow. Let him spread his wings and fly. He's a peacock. You gotta let him fly. Yeah. And of He's course Jared Goff's gonna win that. But yeah. then up to Minnesota where it's stormy in the winter. Stormy in the yeah. No, that's up to Minnesota where it's stormy in the no? No. Sorry, I don't let DJ Khaled reference? No. no. Okay, no, it's yeah. okay. Whatever. I think that's T I. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he blew that one. Whatever. DJ Khaled. We the best. Anyway. That's all I know but, uh, about DJ Khaled. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Case Keenum. 7-2 Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, exactly. They've had a lot of – Teddy Bridgewater still, you would think, is the, the quarterback of the future there. Maybe not anymore after that serious injury. He's been out for two seasons now. But this was the first Sam weekend Bradford, though, in was... which he suited up. Really? I didn't – I Teddy had not was heard suited. that he suited up. He was suited, just in case, perhaps. I think he's close, just in case. Wow. Just in case. Just in case. Gain him. Gain him. But uh, like you said, Sam Bradford, more knee injuries, not looking so good. Uh, Sam Bradford, I think he had a knee surgery. I think his season's probably over, and at this point, he's older. He had a gr- couple of great games this season with the Vikings, so perhaps maybe as a backup he might have something, but... I mean, I think the times of teams trading first-round picks for, for Sam Bradford are over. Yeah. Um, his knees just seem like, you know, Derrick Rose might have a better shot at, at staying on the field longer at this point. Um, 
I so Case Keenum obviously coming in as technically the third stringer, um, and and performing yeah. in the way he has against teams like the Redskins, who are a good football team, um, especially offensively. But Keenum showing what he can do, and it helps having backs like Latavius Murphy and uh, Jarek McKinnon, both of which toting the rock, uh, combined hundred yards and a touchdown between the two of those guys. I don't know this Minnesota team. It's not necessarily a system where you plug in players and go, mm-hmm. but with this receiving core, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, yeah, um, both Jared McKinnon and Latavius Murray can catch balls out of the backfield. Pretty, you know, Kyle Rudolph, the big tight end. Yeah, this team is set up where you plug in a, a, a decent quarterback, and between Thielen and Diggs alone, that's a lot of offense right there. Um, but I don't know. Interesting. Big Case Keenum guy. Yeah, I mean, a fair thing to. To be on board, I just got a throwback on my throwback tweets, whatever time hop. Is that yeah. what they call the kids? Time yeah, hop? Uh, and it was from when Case Keenum was at Houston still. And my tweet was, "Why is Case Keenum not in the Heisman?" I just want to know why Ke- Case Keenum isn't in the Heisman discussion. People and I stand by that because he was disrespected. He put up the big stats for Houston. Houston was really good while he was there in college. People don't respect Keenum's cookies. No. That those were remarkable days of college football down there yeah. in Houston. Very, very good teams. And he's proven he can still do it, can still get it done. The Vikings, I think, have been kind of a Cinderella team this year. Uh, obviously, the Packers losing Aaron Rodgers helps them in their division. Absolutely. They're, I mean, they're going to win that division, it looks like. Seven and two, the, the Packers and Lions are both at five and four, but they've just been so much better than those other two teams. And Case Keenum has been a big part of it, you know? Yes. No, he absolutely has. He's and maybe a little bit undersized, but he's gunslinger at his core, and he and he's getting the job done. I've been one of the few, few people on the lonely wagon that is the Case Keenum fan wagon. Yeah. For a while. Agreed. But I I really do believe, I don't think he is, uh, you know, an above average starter in the NFL. I love the guy, no. but I'm just being honest. Yeah. But I think he is a great backup. I think as far as backup quarterbacks go, he's one of the best because he can come out and beat teams like the Redskins right here. He can have games where he goes off for 300 yards and four touchdowns. He can do things like that. So he's still very a capable quarterback. But my question to you, Jackson, is are the Saints a team to be worried about in the playoffs? The Saints, yeah. I think definitely they are. I it. This division has been so confusing this year. Our focus mostly on this show has been about the Falcons, but the Saints have won seven straight games, They and they opened up. I mean, you look at the first two losses that they had against the Vikings in Minnesota. Good team. A that good was, team again. That was uh, yeah. Sam Bradford's one of his great games we were talking about. Yep, and then against the Patriots. Since then, you know, some some there's some easy wins on there, but they just whooped up on the Bills, who are a good football team, by 37 points. They beat the Panthers by 21. They beat the Lions by two scores. They beat the Packers. I think that was still when Rodgers was playing. Maybe not. That might have been post Rodgers. But you never know. Pre, yeah, pre that, that was that was Brett Hundley. That makes a big difference. So that one less less impactful. But they've been really good, and they are on a roll. Drew Brees, obviously. I mean, when you're looking at a guy like Case Keenum. Kind of similar to Drew Brees, not he's ne- not never going to be love, what Drew Brees was. I love was. what you're doing right here. But this is great, just kind of undersized guys who are going to throw the ball a lot and have and have really good arms. Love I love that. Yeah, beautiful. Brees has has been one of the most successful. I mean, you've got to put him in the discussion when you're looking at this kind of generation of quarterbacks 
I think he's maybe not. Uh, the Super Bowls might put Eli above him, but I think obviously uh, it goes it goes Brady. I just threw up. I think it goes Brady, then Breeze, then Roethlisberger, I then Manning. I just threw up. What, where do you – those four guys, where do you rank them? What are my – Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, Manning, those four? Roethlisberger, Manning. Roethlisberger. I feel like Rodgers is kind of in his uh, – yeah, he's, 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 he's a generation. He's a class after. Yeah, he's, he's a class yeah. after. Um, I mean, Brady's one, clearly. Yeah. Uh, I I think Roth. I, I I'm a big rings guy, so I think you got to put Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger too. too. Yeah, that's fair. And then I go I go Breeze and then Eli. I I'm not trying to shade Eli, but I just no. And then Philip Rivers. The fact that he lucked into two Super Bowls, especially over the Patriots, it, yeah. it's still baffling my mind. He made great throws and he played great. I'm not trying to take that away from him, but he he's not a good he's not a good NFL quarterback at this point in his career. He is just a terrible NFL quarterback. Drew Brees much older and. Regular season success, Drew Brees has been one of the best all time. Yeah. Um, and I think that should come into it because Peyton Manning yeah. is the most successful regular season quarterback of all time, and Drew Brees is right up there with him and Brady. Yeah. So I think that should play into that. But um, the thing to be scared of when the Saints come a marching is their running back core. Yeah. The two guys, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, rushing for a combined about 237, four touchdowns um, in just like 33 carries between the two of them. Yeah. Those two guys, it's a thunder and lightning. Mark Ingram's going to pound the ball right into you, and Alvin Kamara's just faster. Yeah, and we talked about how Adrian Peterson, you know, couldn't he couldn't get any carries in New Orleans. Understandably so. There was a lot of question marks about it. Why, what's going on? Why? And it makes so much sense now as this season continues to unfold. Those two are fantastic running backs. And have just, I mean, both of them, Ingram averaged over six yards a carry. Kamara averaged almost nine yards a carry. That's incredible unreal how successful they can be and when you pair with that they've got one of the best passing quarterbacks and just statistical statistic wise statistical wise statistically but anyway statistically speaking one of the best quarterbacks probably in nfl history and he he can kind of take a back seat to that running game as he should as he should yeah they're they're gonna be very tough to beat come the playoffs i mean looking at the nfc i think there's three really good teams. The Eagles are v- the best team in the NFC. I still think that they're holding on to that to that mantle, the title, whatever. But the Rams and the Saints are both teams to be reckoned with. I I like looking at the playoff picture. So I mean, let's let's do that now. If you're looking at yeah. the AFC, out of the East, you're going to get the Patriots. Out of the North, looking like the Steelers. Out of the South, you're going to get the Titans or the Jaguars. At this point with Houston with Tom Savage, and the Colts with Jacoby Brissett and just being terrible, you're going to get the Jaguars and the Titans, and whoever doesn't get the actual AFC South is probably going to be one of the two wildcard teams. And yeah. then out of the West, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah. you got to look at the last wildcard spot. Right now the Bills would be in possession of it, but I think the Raiders end up in it. That's a very tough AFC West. Or that's a very, not West. That's a very tough AFC, AFC slate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got the Patriots, the Pit, you got the Steelers. We'll say the Jaguars get the South just to make you happy. The Chiefs and then Titans Raiders as the wild cards. Two teams that, I mean, the Raiders are a team people pretty much had written into the Super Bowl starting the season. Um, oh, yeah. With Lynch, but yeah. some injuries and some suspensions and blah, blah, blah. The Raiders haven't quite been they've what been they were struggling. thinking. Yeah, they've been but struggling. They're kind of catching momentum here. They're on a little bit of a win, or they're on, they won their last game. I, they're starting to get the ball, ball moving here. The AFC is tough, it's tough company. Yeah, I mean, you would think that 
at this point, it looks like Steelers Patriots is probably the likely AFC Championship game. The Chiefs have kind of fallen off after that, yeah. after that great start. Those two are on top. And then, I mean, you kind of said it when you're looking at uh, Mariota. Maybe with the Titans is a good enough quarterback to he's lead got, his team. Have you seen Mustache Mariota? The leader. I have not seen Mustache Ooh. Mariota. Wow. He's he's yeah, taking in no shave of, November. Yeah, are you are you embracing? It looks like no, you got some stubble. I just haven't shaved. I I just I am, and I'm getting slacking. some real gross fuzz. I was gonna say some nasty I noticed, peach some, fuzz. You got down some neck here. stuff going on. That's, not uh, not that's, nice. That's, not not good. Ooh. Not good. Ugly. Gross. But very gross. I mean, right now the the Bills are in the last spot, but again, you said the Raiders probably, and I think Carr is a guy who could do it. I don't, I just don't think Blake Bortles again is is probably a good enough quarterback. I think the Jags. Defense, I think they get there. I think they get to the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs point. for the first time in ten years, but I don't think it's. I don't think they have what it takes. They could maybe win the first round game, but once Perhaps. they run up against a, a Pittsburgh or a New England, I just say uh, I don't. I don't think the Jags could do it. Maybe. Maybe they could if if Fournette comes back to what he was and if they can find success I mean, with you can Bortles just, throwing the ball 20, 25 times a game. If you can just pound the ball with Fournette and then, like you said, just when needed, yeah. pass it. I mean, because he— But the injury and then the suspension, and he didn't look good this week. Now right. some question marks. Blake Bortles is a competent quarterback. I think he's better he than needs people to make, give him When credit. he needs to make a throw, he can make a throw. Yeah. But he makes there's also some times where it decisions. looks like a rookie mistake. Yeah. He, make, he still makes some horrible decisions. But he's, I think he's better than people give him credit for. I, I don't know if he's good. He would be the worst of those quarterbacks in the playoffs for sure. For sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's an entertaining – there's some there's some good teams over there. The AFC is incredible. And you kind of wrote off Kansas City in your little spiel there. Um, who, well, yeah. For, for the first six games of the NFL season, were looked at as the best team in the NFL essentially. Yeah. Um, and I still think this Kansas City team – is incredibly talented. Kareem Hunt, one of the best rookies in the league. Then we talked about that rookie of the year race. It's kind of muddied now. Yeah. Um, with I mean, at at, at the with time Deshaun it looked Watson like Deshaun Watson hurt. was going to win it. Yeah. Kareem Hunt probably back in the driver's seat because he's got a few more games left. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin kind of Cook, Dalvin it. Cook out. Yeah. Joe Mixon, They're, not quite what people thought. He's still getting his role. He's still trying to figure out yeah, what, what exactly his role is there. And like you said, Leonard Fournette in a little water here recently. I mean, I think Kareem Hunt's in the driver's seat for that thing. Yeah, I think for sure. And, okay. yeah, I mean, the Chiefs The Chiefs are good. They're, uh, we've seen them before, though. We've seen them that good before, and they just can't get it done in the playoffs. So, well, it'll be interesting to see how Andy Reid and his squad perform. How they manage the clock yeah, towards the end of the season. How they do, how they do all that. Okay, let's move on to the NFC. But first... Take a load off, Jackson. All right. Let it speak. This just makes me more uptight, but okay. I don't know why it does that. You're the worst. I know. I just like bugging you. All right. To the NFC. Boy, I need sunglasses next week. Yeah. The sun is out in full force here. It's hurting me. It's a beautiful day, though. The fog burned off. That's nice. Doesn't look like the zombie apocalypse anymore. That's cool. All right. So, looking over here at the NFC... Philadelphia clearly in the driver's seat, eight and one, coming off of their bye this week. Minnesota looking like they're gonna, at least currently, especially if they keep playing with how they have been, they look like they're in position to win the NFC North. NFC South, the Saints in the driver's seat. Panthers only one game behind, and they play tonight. Uh, big, much-needed win tonight against the Dolphins would go a long way for this Panthers team. Yeah, and then the Rams. So right now, Eagles, Vikings, Saints, Rams, and then. If you start looking at potential wild card teams, probably uh, Seahawks, Panthers. Seahawks, Panthers currently. Falcons are right there. 
Lions are in the mix, I'd say. Yeah. But th- th- we're coming down to that point of the NFL season where you get to kind of start watching the NFC and the AFC and the standings kind of start to blend and you start to find out who these playoffs are going to be. But I really do believe that the uh, the playoffs this year are going to be really exciting. Be I mean, fantastic. The the NFC West adding in the the addition of the like competent Rams yeah. um, being a good That's NFL great. team and the Eagles coming out and blasting the NFC East. Two things that w- with the Goff and Wentz six and zero in, co- in conference play so far. Eagles have not lost. I mean, this is exciting. Yeah, it's uh, and earlier on in the season it looked like it was going to turn out to be. I think we talked about it in eight, the eight and eight league that. Goodell wants so badly, where yeah, every it. everyone's right around the same. But teams have started to separate. There's four teams bit. in the in the NFC with two losses, or or one, I guess, with with Philly. Those four teams are very good, very clearly looking to be prepared for the playoffs. We're gonna see those four. Who joins them will be interesting to see. But man, yeah, we're we're in for a for a wild ride here down the stretch. Some tight divisions: the Rams and Seahawks. The Saints and Panthers. Who's going to come out on top of those divisions? Will the well, will Saints. the loser make the playoffs? Still, so many good questions and a lot of good football teams. So it'll be fun to watch down the stretch. The Saints, Panthers, Falcons saga going on in the NFC South is going to be a fun one to watch because I we've we we wrote off the Falcons, but the way they played last week, I, you know, I could see a world where they kind of. Shoot their way up the boards late, just at least to get a wild card. And then, uh, and as a wild card team, that's like the last team you want to play is the Falcons because they do still have that giant play ability. Um, All right, well we're starting to close up shop here. The Browns still haven't won. Just saying, (laughs) Browns still suck, but they'll get another good pick. Pair somebody with Miles Garrett and go go for gold. And you know they say that that's why your boy Sam Darnold wants to stay in school, really, to avoid Cleveland. Sam Darnold. Wow, that guy's not that great. I think he's overrated. I think he'd be good. I think he could be a good NFL quarterback. I think he needs some work, but you know, Clay Helton sucks, so he's never going to get it in USC. Fair. Um, all right, West Coast Bias Show. Let's update the poll one last time before we head out. Thirty-six total votes at this time. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good little return. Pretty good. Pretty good. And they, they love it. Eighty-nine percent in favor of Brawl of the Wild. So, I guess next week's poll question Friday. That is maybe it's just. Do old people hate Brawl of the Wild? Yeah. Yes or no? Yes or no. I'm thinking, because Twitter, to be fair, most of our Twitter followers are a younger crowd, mostly yeah. your and my friends. So, <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, a lot of the voices on here are of the younger generation, so perhaps it's just the older folk yeah, we'll with see. issue to the Brawl of the Wild name. But, Jackson, big weekend for you, especially as a Grizz football guy. Ah. Brawl of the Wild week. You're just buckling up for a... A very turbulent week, I imagine. Yeah, I'm excited. I get to. This is the first Saturday in a long time. My, I think my roommates. Well, one of my roommates will be there, but we're planning on just hanging out. Other roommates gonna be gone. Girlfriend's gonna be gone. A lot. Most of our friends See, this gonna is be what gone. I was talking about last. It's like just this weekend. Boom. This last settle in weekend. on that couch. I don't have to work anything. Well, I do have to work the Lady Grizz game Saturday night, but oh. I think the football game will be over by then. So just settle in for that game and enjoy it. It's this, gonna be a fun one. This is what I was talking about this last weekend. Roommates are out of town. Great weekend of college football. Me yeah. and Scott Hansen just hanging out all good. weekend. It's good stuff. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All righty, well, that does it here for us on the West Coast Bias Show. Pretty good Monday show. The ghost interview, I feel like, really brought us to that next level. Yeah, I think we just need to keep interviewing might, ghosts. Hey, that might be the first line on your tombstone. One time did a 20-minute radio interview with the ghost. True. 
We should have just pretended it. that was the studio ghost. I think there is a studio ghost that's... I think so, too. I think he was muting Oh, Tyson. you think he's hacking the phone line? Yeah, huh? I think that's what it was. Well, Alrighty. Well, that does it here for us on the West Coast Bias Show for Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner. We will see you guys Friday. Play us out, Lionel. Online, online.